Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks so much for tuning in to this short episode. When you attend a malanga and you see all these well-dressed people and a bunch of serious-looking folks moving on the dance floor, do you worry about fitting in? Most of us do, regardless of our experience level. We've been worried about fitting in since grade school, and that's okay. It's human nature. And malangas can really exacerbate our anxieties about being socially accepted or rejected. If it makes you feel any better, I'm pretty sure that just about everyone at the malanga is as nervous about fitting in as you are. We don't want to be ostracized. We don't want to do anything that will make people talk about us behind our backs. But at the same time, we don't want to be seen as someone who's trying too hard either. So let me tell you about the time when I embarrassed myself in front of several hundred people. And yes, it was in a tango setting. This took place at a really fun tango festival organized by some really wonderful people. Although I was not headlining as a performer, thank goodness, I did get a chance to dance in front of a lot of people. It was really exciting and I really wanted to make a good impression and I went a little overboard on wanting to be liked, which I'll get to in just a bit. So my partner and I gave our performance. We got through it. I didn't fall or rip my pants or anything like that. My partner was a former competition champ, so I wasn't worried about her. She looked great. So after we finished, people applauded politely, but something bugged me all throughout the performance, and it continued bothering me after it was over. I tried explaining it away. I thought, well, I'm just being a perfectionist, or I was just nervous, and uh, I didn't have time to rehearse enough with my partner. You know, the usual self-deception. And then later, I looked at the video of the performance. Now, I'm very self-critical of my own dancing, as I'm sure many of you also are, and I went through the video several dozen times. Although the performance was technically competent, something felt off about it. And in the end, I decided that maybe I was just being too cautious or a little too stiff about my steps, and, and that was it. And I would probably just try to relax next time. And again, I just tried to fool myself into leaving it at that. A few days later, I returned home from the festival. I watched the video again because it was still bugging me. And that time I paid attention to the audience and my eye immediately went to another teacher who was there. And this was a guy from whom I learned a lot and someone I really respect. And on the video, I could see him watching my performance very closely with a rather uh, stern or perhaps disapproving expression on his face. And my guess was that he might have been noticing something off about my dancing as well. Fast forward a few months, I'm hosting that same teacher here in Madison. And during the malanga that I was hosting, we started chatting and we started talking about performing. Then I happened to mention how nervous I'd been during my performance way back during the previous summer at that festival. Now, he said something to me. I don't exactly remember what he had said. I wish I had him. This was a while ago. Um, But he told me something along the lines of, Yeah, I remember that. And what I noticed, Joe, is that you were trying to dance a style that wasn't you. Maybe it's what you thought other people wanted to see, but it would have been much better if you had let loose and danced your way. It was basically a polite way of saying, next time, dance who you really are and don't fake it. Kind of stung to hear that, but at the same time, I think he was right. And it gave me insight as to what had been bugging me every time I watched that video of myself. And then came the realization that in front of hundreds of people, and not just my partner, at that moment when I should have really been having fun, instead of trusting my experience and skills, in my head I had created some idea of what people wanted to see. 
and I basically faked it instead of just doing things my way. And people noticed. And as much as it stung, it's probably for the best that I was called out on it. On a number of occasions, I've spoken with new tango students, and many of them have expressed their concerns about dancing well at milongas. And so many of them had mentioned that they're just trying to dance the way they think their partners want them to dance. Well, in the end, that kind of thinking never works out. Regardless of how much or little we know, we have to dance who we are without faking. Because if we try to fake it, people are going to notice. You don't have to be an expert to know when someone's faking something, especially with tango. But people will also notice if you don't fake it. And when that happens, it'll make others feel more comfortable about being authentic with their dancing. People appreciate sincerity, and that's what they'll remember about you, even if you make a bunch of mistakes. As much as tango activates that fear we all have of not fitting in, the best way to fit in, to be accepted, is to dance who we are and not how we think others want us to dance. So if you've been doing it wrong, don't worry. The next dance provides an opportunity to do better. At least you probably didn't do it wrong in the middle of a big dance floor in front of several hundred pairs of eyes. Okay, hope this helps. And that does it for this short episode. I'll have more interviews coming up soon. A huge thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a second to give it a five-star rating and review on iTunes or whatever platform you're using. That really helps. Thanks for your support. All right, you've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.